Hey everyone, my online course on the rehabilitation of the fitness athlete with Dan Pope is on sale this week. If you want to work with higher level fitness athletes and help people get back into the gym after an injury, this is the course for you. Head to MikeRandall.com slash fitathlete to learn more and sign up this week. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show, we talk about the strength of ACL graphs over time. The Ask Mike Reynolds Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Before we get to the podcast, I wanted to make sure you knew about my free online course on the introduction to performance therapy and training. If you want to learn how to get started optimizing and enhancing performance, this is the course for you. Head to MikeReynolds.com slash performance to sign up today. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. I am here at Champion PT and Performance. We have our crew, Kevin Coughlin, Duesh Podell, Lenny McCrina, Dan Pope, Mike Scaduto, Dave Tilly here answering your questions. Uh, if you have a question that you want us to answer on a future episode, head to MikeReynolds.com, click on that podcast link, and you can fill out the form and we will get to as many as we can. Len, who do we have for students today? We have um, some three miraculous students, just miracles to have them. Um, we have Brian Hunter from the University of Hartford in Connecticut. We have Cody Adams from Franklin Pierce University, not in New Hampshire, but in Arizona. And we have Eric Deutsch from New York Institute of Technology in somewhere Long Island or something or in the Bronx. I don't even know where it is. I feel like by now you'd have all these things down, right? Yeah, you would think. I, I, <laughs> I feel like Lenny, Lenny went an octave lower with his students today, and I really like that from you. I think that's the low my, 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 my radio voice. I think Lenny's starting, to, <laughs> Lenny's starting to see why when we first started the podcast, I think I introduced everybody initially just kind of going through. And then I started like essentially dishing that out to Lenny. So I didn't have to remember all that information. Right. <laughs> I, I, I feel like this is about to get delegated down to somebody else soon. <laughs> so it's Kevin's turn to introduce the students. But anyway, what, what do we have today? Who's up today? Brian on his uh, first introductory episode although it was cody's too but last week but uh anyway brian what do we have for a question today all right so we got jeff from washington dc when it comes to PTL graphs can you speak to the strength of patellar tendon graphs versus other autographs over time including any weakening caused by remodeling of the tissue and as a bonus question how the strength of the graft sites for patellar tendon hamstring tendon quad tendon are impacted you know jeff you know, you snuck two questions in there and that's a faux pas, right? That's, that's, that's a podcast faux pas, but uh, no, awesome. I, you know, good, good questions, you know, together. I think that's pretty good. Um, You know, this, this is, this is one of those ones that, you know, if we, we go through the, the decades of research, I think we do have some of these answers, but I like it. Um, Len, why don't you, why don't you, let's see how much of this you can, you can tackle and see if we even need to add anything to this, but ACL graphs over time, the strength of the graphs of an autograph over time. How strong are they when we first put them in? What happens yeah. over the course of ACL? Give us the rundown. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> here comes the rant. No, this will just be <laughs> nice. This will be peaceful. Um, uh, does it does it matter? I feel like <laughs> oh, you just you just that's not peaceful or nice. You I just, know, you just, I you know. Just threw it, it back at him. <laughs> it, it, it to me it matters, but we don't treat it like it matters because if you look at the research, 
the graft is strongest when you put it in, right? So it's stronger than your native ACL, whether it's a patella tendon, a, ha- a hamstring tendon, or a uh, um, quad tendon. And so when you put it in to the knee, it's stronger than anything you were born with. And so over time, it is thought to weaken. Um, it's ligamentizing. It's a fancy word for just becoming a, a ligament and realigning its properties to be more ligament-like versus a tendon. Um, but I think it still stays stronger than your native ACL. The problem is when it's going through this process of ligamentizing, it's it's weakening, so to speak. And so there's a you know there's some theories of you know the first six to eight weeks it can you can stretch out the graft. That's why a lot of docs don't want um, you know heavy knee extensions and heavy anterior tibial translation early on. Um, but in general. Um, they're all very, very strong and, and stronger than anything we know. I actually just put stuff out. I don't want to date this episode, but recently on social media, I put out some stuff that there was, there was a study on sheep ACL, which I know it's, it's sheep, but it showed that they uh, over a year, two years, which is what we think it takes for this ligamentation process to occur, that the graft is not as strong. The graft will weaken more to the point than your native ACL. So now it's like cause for concern is, is are we pushing it too much by, um, I don't know, doing plyometrics at 10 weeks or running at 12 weeks, you know, roughly. Um, and that, so all that stuff is always in my head of, are, are we doing the right, are we doing a disservice? Never mind female, male, the same uh, overview paper showed that female ACLs, um, their native ACLs uh, have more, uh, they're not as stiff as a male ACL. So maybe that's a connection why ACLs tear their, uh, females tear their ACLs more than males. So all this stuff is roughly in my head when I'm rehabbing people and I'm trying to monitor their amount of translation, but uh, still, I don't have a KT, and we just kind of use these as rough guidelines because I don't think we 100% know. A lot of it on animal studies, not necessarily humans. Yeah, so I was going to say that about the sheep, Len. I don't, I don't think the sheep went through the same protocol that us humans go through, right? And, yeah. And I yeah. think they went back to being sheep day one, and that, that was that was kind of probably part of the process. So who knows? Right. Maybe maybe they, maybe their graphs never got a chance to heal well because they were sheep day one. You know, I don't think they were not weight bearing with a with a nice brace. I don't think they were working on their quad control. Do they have quads? Right. I don't even know. Do they have four quads? So quad quads? I don't even know. I don't. I'm not a sheep guy, right? But like you know, that, that's that's a tough that's a, a tough study with 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 those Correct. sorts of things. So we, we got. I think we got to be a little careful of stuff like Cautious. that. But right. But but like I. So okay, we got a little off topic. Um, but. Parker. So uh, that is the graft strength. Yes. What about fixation though? So you come in all right. of a sudden, th- those two bones aren't touching <clears throat> or worse, the soft tissue graft that's just tied in there. That fixation right. strength isn't strong. The graft is strong on day one, but the fixation strength is a weak point. Am I, am I off on that? No, and you're making my argument why I recommend patella tendon crafts. Maybe I'm, I don't know if I'm <laughs> if I have old school thinking or I'm just I have misinformation. Um, but I, I just feel like a patella tendon graft because the bone bony bone interface in the tibia in the femur is it just heals in six weeks, and that's a nice way for blood to get into into the patella tendon to uh, uh, you know help with the ligamentization process and just uh and just graft incorporation and graft healing and things of that nature and that maybe that's why we see a a hamstring graft stretch out just a little like if you look at some studies there is more laxity in in a hamstring graft and and failure rates are higher in hamstring grafts um so 
Yeah, I mean, that, I, I agree that I would recommend a, a bone patella tendon bone graft for most of my clients, unless they're older and a hamstring. Uh, well, they've already used a patella tendon graft. I'd probably recommend a quad tendon. Um, but yeah, no, I, I agree. So the, the graft is stronger than your native ACL. The graft fixations, I think, an important concept to, re- to remember just because of how it's going to um, incorporate in the knee and how quickly it'll incorporate. And then I think it'll allow you to maybe go a little bit faster with your rehab because we go the same speed with hamstring and patella tendon, but the hamstring graft doesn't incorporate for weeks, if not months after um, the patellatin. I think it's even longer than we think. I think we're looking at a two year process uh, of incorporation, not just like uh, six weeks or 12 weeks. I think it takes longer than that. And that's what some of the research has shown. And we talk about this in our knee seminar courses. There are some slides that talk about that. It takes longer than, you know, six weeks or 12 weeks. This is a year or two process at least. Yeah. So, all right. So, so let's get to Jeff's question and actually try to like nail down the timing. So day one, right. The, the graft is stronger than your ACL. But the fixation, but the fixation's not. Yeah, correct. So I I think it's a little misleading to say on day one, it's strong because I don't think the the ligament plus the fixation together as a team is strong. I think if you took the graft and you tried to to break it. Right. Right. That's what I'm talking about is strong, but yes, you're only limited right. by the whole, the whole so, section of the graph, which is the bone and everything else. Yeah. Yeah. So clinically that's why we're cautious at the beginning is because the fixation strength isn't there. And that's, that is perhaps why, you know, uh, a, a lack of a bony uh, interface, like with the patellar tendon and even a quad tendon on one side, maybe that's why those don't do as well is because they have a, such a long period of time where that fixation is not there. You have to be careful with that. So that's day one, right? Um, the graft itself gets weaker, but then the fixation gets stronger over that first kind of initial period. Right. So when do you think, so bony tunnels, when do you think they, they heal up Len? Six I weeks, mean, eight weeks. I would say six to eight weeks, depending on the health of the person, right. If they have, you know, comorbidities, diabetes, something like that, then it might be limited. But I think in general bone heals in six to eight weeks. I think that's what where we kind of go with is, uh, is that time frame, And that's where I tend to be, I, I tend to do a little bit more faster relatively, maybe with a patella tendon graft and hamstring graft. I think maybe that was, that thinking is from the fixation. You know, I think Kevin talks about that a lot too. It's always been in my head and it's always something I see in the research. It's just the fixation strength. That's what you're limited by. Not necessarily the, the pull. Hamstring tendon is stronger. It's like 4,000 newtons compared to a, a native ACL, which is like, you know, 2,200, whatever it is, 2,500 newtons. Uh, ha- hamstring is much stronger than a patella tendon or maybe even a quad tendon. Although quad tendon is much, much more robust, but it's just the fixation. So, yeah. So why do they get loose and why do they fail more? It's because of the fixation. Right. So as, as a whole, that's why we have to, again, be careful when we say, well, the hamstring's stronger. Uh, the graft is, but the fixation isn't. Right. Right. And you kind of put that together. Right. That's that's, and that's never mind. You're taking a hamstring from somebody that's not their dynamic stability, which is helping to prevent. Uh, helping to maintain posterior translation, prevent anterior translation. And you're taking dynamic stability from uh, an organism, a human that's trying to get stronger. And now they are going to be weaker because you took one of their tendons out, which now the muscle has nothing to, to attach to the bone. Some would argue that the tendon does grow back, but it's, it's not as supple as your native tendon that was just removed if you had a hamstring graft. All right. So it's six to eight weeks out, a bony fixation is healing, but the graft yeah. now is weaker, right? Than yes, when weakening, we first yes. put it in, because it's going yep. through that that ligamentization process, right, where it's right. actually starting right. to uh, to change, right. So now the tissues engulfed. Sometimes it's even swollen, right. right. Sometimes it, like it, you get, you have some a healing response to it, right. So right. that's actually at a weaker point. That's why we kind of go a little weaker. But Lenny, are you saying that's still stronger than the native graft? 
Uh, Newton, Newton wise. Yes. From what I that's understand. Cool. Yes. I mean, that, that's, it, that's it good is. to know. Yes. That's good to know, right. but still. Yep. All right. So let's get, let's go to the soft tissue grass with the hamstrings. <clears> then <throat> when do you think that starts to incorporate within the tunnels with, with the fixation I, strength of the I, procedure? Right. I don't know a hundred percent sure. Like what we know is I would say I roughly use 12 weeks. Tendon tends to heal the bone roughly in three months, roughly. Um, again, it depends on the person, but like with rotated cuff repair, tendon healing to bone when we're trying to cut, repair a cuff or a patella tendon or any other tendon in the body, it seems like it takes about 12 weeks to really feel comfortable to be more aggressive with the person. But again, I think some of the studies that are in our knee seminar course and that are out there from 2011, Clay's 2011, uh, another study in 2013 is showing all these animal studies and other studies show it takes a year or two for incorporation to be a hundred percent complete, like two years for, for right. these graphs to really uh, begin to look normal. And I think it shows that too, with Tommy John's too, and like the elbow right. and stuff. So it's, it's, yeah. it's interesting. So, yeah. So, you know, so I don't know. So, so Jeff, I, I, I mean, keep that in mind when we kind of talk about the strength in here, it's not just the strength of the graph. It's the strength of the fixation. It right. evolves over time, but it, it, we have to talk about probably what's like clinically relevant, right? So the, the strength at three months versus six months may not <laughs> be that much different, but maybe some of these concepts will, will help you with your early phase rehabilitation. Which is a reason why if you see a lot of our protocols, the first six weeks is a healing phase, six to 12 weeks is kind of bring them along slowly, stress the tissue. It's not till about 12 weeks that you start to see in our our slap repairs, which don't do a lot anymore, but Tommy John's uh, ACLs that you start to see that next level of, of strengthening in the next level of really uh, applying uh, stresses to the area. That is the reason why it's because we think some of that tissue takes at least 12 weeks to heal. So it's not just like we're pulling stuff out of air, right? It's, there's right. a method to the madness. And the fixation starts to take. Correct. I think that, that's, right. that's, that's exactly. the important right. part exactly. is that. Yeah. So, right. so awesome. All right. So Jeff, I hope that helped. If you have a question like that, head to microlong.com, click on that podcast link, and you can ask away. Just fill out that form. Anything you guys want to talk about, we're here to answer your questions. Please head to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, rate, review, subscribe. We'll see you on the next episode. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeRinal.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeRinal.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.